What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with the Macho Man Randy Savages. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And thechairshot.com, reminding you to always use your heads by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and picking up an official Chairshot t-shirt. We've got something for everybody. And hey, this weekend, we're recording on Cinco de Mayo. If you go to thechairshot.com forward slash the chair shot, Jesus Christ. If you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, and I'm sober, <laughs> believe it or not, Start type drinking. in the promo code Cinco, you might get a percentage off. None. You might, zero. you might yeah, not. You, you Even get, if you don't. You will. Zero. <laughs> well, it's still a percentage, but either way, whether you do or you don't. The most important thing is that you support the movement of your favorite website for opinions, news, reviews, and analysis. I have no idea what a opinion is. Again, folks, I swear to God, I'm bone dry sober. I don't know what's happening. I apologize. The bottom line is support the movement, support the chair shot, 
ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by Andrew Belaz and the Commissioner PC Tunney, and I'm just going to stop talking now. Yeah, I think what we learned is you need to start drinking, buddy. You you better take this time out to get a drink in your head and get get some of that going. Lubricate yourself. That sounds horrible. Not the drinking part, but me <laughs> self lubricating. I, I yeah. Well then, I, I do have a drink, by the way. We're getting there, but as of right now, I'm sober. Well, let me uh let me let Amber say her piece without me yelling that I you know. Missed, missed, uh, missed the cue there. You, you mixed it up. You crossed me over there at the beginning. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You heard the woman. And be a man, Hulk. <laughs> that was Don't horrible. I, I'm sorry that I feel bad that for myself that you made me listen to that. You've never heard it before this? Why? What? You? I knew it was going to be horrible. Why would I want to listen to it? And sure enough, just because because I love you guys, I, I'm like, hey, yeah, let's do it. And then it's I just still better than most of the current music, though, because at least you understood what he said, and there was a degree of a flow. No, it was horrible. <laughs> it was absolutely fucking the would drizzling. You, would it was you the, rather mumble rapping? It was the drizzling they, shits. They... They don't mumble anymore, and you you sound a real get off my lawn side yeah. of the game right now. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, you are. It, it's hilarious. See, I like how though. you're like, I feel you, but just don't say it out loud. <laughs> it's it, it's just no. like it. He was even on 106 in Park. You remember that was BT's answer to uh, MTV's uh, TRL Live. I don't. Mach- I was don't. On 106 in Park for both his album, and he I, and he he free. Well, I thought they were freestyle bars, but they were actually bars from this song. I don't give a fuck where he was. That <laughs> fucking shit is horrible. You gotta relax, Tony. You do. It's not that you bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's, you know, Stairway to Heaven or The Message or fucking Regulars or whatever hip-hop song you want to throw out there. I'm not saying it's that. But it was glorious. You can't just sit here and laugh and get some jokes. Like, what's wrong with you? Take the stick out your ass, man. Crack a couple of jokes. You know what I mean? Have a laugh. Enjoy life for a change. Could you try that? Okay. Be a man, Tony. <laughs> I did it like that on purpose. That's a little insider baseball humor right there. Yeah. So uh, the people that was to get it got it. Don't create that on purpose. Don't create more work for me, okay? <laughs> I knew what I was doing. Gentlemen, though, how's everybody doing on this fine? We're actually recording on Cinco de Mayo on the eve of Blood and Guts, a.k.a. War Games. I know you all aren't looking forward to it, but I am. It's going to be blood. It's going to be guts. It's going to be blood and guts. I am recording it, so I'll probably check it out tonight or tomorrow. I'm not sure. Uh, You know, what's funny is we we had May the 4th yesterday. May the 4th be with you. Today's Cinco de Mayo. Thank God for Potter's War today on, on May 6th. Otherwise, it'd be real one hell of a letdown, hey? Touche, touche. Mm. So you get to spend May 6th with the dicks no, from Potter's War. No, I don't like that. You got that something better? Was, Precisely. Mean, Macho you, might have had something one better. Just either one of y'all? Nope. Okay, cool. Don't Move be it. a coward. <laughs> spend May 6th with the dicks. <laughs> I got you for three minutes, you dicks. Spend <laughs> May six with the dicks, yeah, Macho Madness. Dig it. 
I don't think it'll take three minutes. That's what she said. Actually, that depends about, on how well you prime the pump. It's more about the silence true, than it is about the volume. Always prime the pump, too, fellas. Don't be a selfish lover. <laughs> it literally, not seriously, scientifically speaking, it literally <laughs> takes women about seven to eight minutes before they're even aroused enough for sexual intercourse. So spend that seven to eight minutes wisely. Do something for her. It's not all about you guys. Not all about you. These are deep Cinco de Mayo thoughts right who now. Who are you talking so, like, to? Who are you, who are you trying to give these words of wisdom to right now? I don't know somebody listening might need the help. You never know. I come on these airways every week and <laughs> ask my pearls of wisdom to these swine. I knew you were going for that. <laughs> Ugh. You realize I need that some highbrow friends, man. I, I, I need to start uh, chilling with people that watch like masterpiece theater and you, shit you like that. You realize pearls before swine is probably lost on a good portion of the IWC demographic, right? Andrew, I think we're really close to getting replaced by Big Dave and DPP here. It's Chris <laughs> wants to move up into the highfalutin crowd. I mean, if you just mean Chris is going to do two different impressions as he just does a solo podcast, then maybe. I mean, you eat, you're eating scrapple. I'm cooking eggs in the microwave, and we got this douche pompous. We got this pompous douchebag asshole motherfucker over here. Yeah, eh, can I get some? Can I get some truffle garlic on my French fries? It's a fucking potato. Put some ketchup on it. Shut the fuck up. Garlic butter, truffle potatoes. Thank you. Mm, yes, Christopher Platt, everybody. Yeah, and while I'm at it, outsider Carl, I got a fucking problem with you. You don't like ketchup. That that's a goddamn shame. In fact, I don't even have a problem with you anymore. I just feel sorry for you. You don't know what you're missing. You need to catch up with society. So, number one, for those that don't know, Scrapple are the leftover parts of the hot dog, which were the leftover parts of the pig. So you could just imagine how hearty and scrumptious and, and nutrition, nutritious rather, that that shit is. And as far as cooking eggs in the microwave, Spray some Pam in a goddamn pot. Turn it on high, scramble it, motherfuckers. It takes 45 seconds. What the fuck? So a little I'm cheese in that sorry. You can they make scrambled. You can make or wherever the fuck you're going for your fucking. You make freaking French fries. You make <laughs> eggs in 45 <laughs> seconds. If the pan's hot enough, yes. See, this goes back to his last thing about it be quicker if you prime the pump. So if you prime the pan, then you're, you've cooked faster too. That's more than 45 seconds. Then you know you got to put them in a hot pan. It takes a little while. I mean, I just go beep beep and a beautiful. Beautiful egg souffle, like a custard-like substance. It's just beautiful when you break into it. Whether it's food or females or life in general. Pretty much anything except for podcasting, apparently. Preparation is the key. You got to <laughs> yeah. prime pump. We yeah. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> over, I've done over a thousand podcasts. Fuck preparation. You're, you're the king of the raw dog in it, aren't you? Podcast style. <laughs> Man, I I don't... Well, I'm not going to get into that conversation anyway. We'll just keep moving along. What? Strap that sounds like that could have been a decent conversation. Yeah, for another time. <laughs> maybe at the, maybe later on, when as I get deeper into this bottle of whiskey. There we go. I think we've bored the people enough, folks. Y'all want to get to the topic one? Uh... Don't eat scrap. Private Fuck pump. you! Don't be pretentious. Moi? 
There's <laughs> Masterpiece Theater over here. I'm going to tell you what to eat and what not to eat and how to sprinkle truffle garlic butter on everything. I don't think I'm being pretentious by telling the good folks, don't eat the shit that didn't make the hot dog. That was it's on the cutting cheap. room floor where they were it's making hot cheap. dogs. I'm okay. making sure people don't die. My name's Christopher no, Flat. I'm sure people don't die. I, ate, no, I eat my Snickers with a knife broke. and a fork. <laughs> Douchebag. Shut the fuck up. Here, Daniel Bryan's got some words for your ass. Fickle! All right, gentlemen, apparently Daniel Bryan's contract with WWE is up, if you believe that. I don't necessarily know that I do. But where do you see him going? What do you see happening? I mean, this is doesn't seem like someone WWE would want to go wrestle for other companies, even though he's come out and said publicly that he's trying to figure out a way where he can still be with WWE and wrestle in other places. So what's next for Daniel Bryan? And in other breaking news, I'm trying to figure out a way where I can still be with Amber and fuck other bitches with her consent. Guess what? Both of those things aren't happening. Now, number one, just backtracking a little bit, I'm glad that you brought up, oh, that's going to bite me in the ass. But I'm glad. Yeah, I was just like, why did you yell that so loud? Why did you yell that so loud? But I'm glad that you started the topic moving right along the way that you did. (laughs) With if you believe that his contract ran out, because that's where I'm at with this. I don't know what the hell to believe. I've heard conflicting reports all over the place. I've heard that it doesn't run out until September. I've heard that it it is now expired. Hell, I heard it expired like two weeks ago, and he was just you know wrestling on a handshake deal. That's probably the most likely scenario, actually. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with this. Uh, When he lost the loser leave sound match, first and foremost, man, can we give that match its props? That was a phenomenal wrestling match. Can we all agree on that at the very least? Yeah, it was great. And I'm thinking like everybody else. Okay, he'll take some time off TV. Maybe he wants to go home, chill with his family, let his injuries heal up a little bit, and then he'll pop back up on Raw. I'd heard the NXT thing being floated out there a little bit. That's what I was thinking. And then all these reports come out about him, you know, his contract expiring. Tony, I saw what you saw. He said that he's trying to work something out where he can still wrestle for WWE and, I guess, do the Daniel Bryan World Tour, for lack of a better term. I could see actually something like that happening, not necessarily while he's under the WWE umbrella, but think pre-AEW Chris Jericho. You know, he'd go do a shot at the Tokyo Dome and wrestle Omega, then he'd come back and do a couple months here with the WWE, or he'd appear at the Saudi show or something like that. I could see something like that happening. Yeah, I wouldn't want him to leave if I was WWE because he's one of the few people in this industry that would probably be a legitimate needle mover if he did show up on Turner. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. And Now, is he going to tilt the tide? No. But people would tune in, at least initially, to see what they had going on and what he was doing over there. Like, you you can shake your heads all you want to, but y'all know it's true. It's damn truth. They'd ruin him just like they ruined Rusev and every other fucking WWE guy that's come in there. They don't know how to book anybody over there. They don't know how to make a star. They don't know how to make a fucking storyline. I think the worst thing Daniel Bryan, and I think the last thing Daniel Bryan wants to do is go to AEW. I think he wants to wrestle some people at Impact, MLW. 
you're missing the point, though, Tony. Daniel Bryan is foolproof. He's a made man. He's Teflon. Anywhere he goes, it's going to gain interest and it's going to gain eyeballs. You can't ruin him. But I want to give props to Daniel, though, because this is, I think, the, the biggest thing. And I, 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 don't, I, won't, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this. This is we're kind of burying the lead. He has put himself in a position where he can do exactly what the hell he wants to do. And it's not Wrestle Luchasaurus in a Dragon's Fire match where the end of the match is a fucking Bic lighter for the fire, just like the goddamn sparklers and the other shit. They're not going to do that with Daniel Bryan. He's, they're just not. He's not going to allow himself to be out there doing some fuck shit. He's not. Because he'll just go home. I'll go home and I'll chill out with my beautiful family. Because I think that's really what this is. Because I've also heard him say that he doesn't want to... He wants to be more of a part-timer now. So I think he wants to go home, spend some time with his family, chill, maybe let his himself uh, recuperate a little bit. Because that was a scary thing, too. He talked about he had a match on SmackDown a few weeks ago and his neck was all jacked up after that. that I'm, I'm sure that's got to gotta be scary, not just to him, but to his wife as well. So maybe he just wants to go home, chill for a little bit, recharge his batteries, survey the, survey the landscape in a month or two, and see figure out what he wants to do. Because he think, can do whatever he wants. I think he's trying to stay away from his wife, because now as soon as he goes home, you know the Bellas are looking to come back, Andrew. <sighs> okay, let, let's not even play in that play space right now. I'm not doing that one. Um... <laughs> What I will say to all of that was I don't think he's that much of a needle mover when it comes to Turner because I feel like everybody that wants to see him there is already watching that product. What he would be a needle mover to would be NXT or NXT UK because the beauty about those two is they've already shown they'll bring people in for part-time things. Liger came into NXT. Alex Shelley came in to be Kushida's tag partner for the what the Dusty Rhodes tag thing one or two iterations ago. And, you know, Mako uh, Satomura is in NXT UK right now. Daniel Bryan would probably want to wrestle Walter for something. And if we remember, there's also kind of a handshake deal between Trips and Noah because Trips allowed Kenta to go back to Noah for Marafuji's 20th anniversary. And Marafuji kind of gave him the whole... Hey, if you need me to pay this back at some point, give me a call and I'll work something out. So you could always see Daniel Bryan going back on his old Noah ties because American Dragon Bryan Danielson had a lot of Noah ties too, aside from just the ROH stuff. So there's a lot of stuff we could see and he could stay in WWE. He would just have to play in NXT somewhere. And I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people that would be there for a, a Ciampa match or a Timothy Thatcher match or, you know, anything like or Gargano. So it it could work itself out nicely if he plays in the black and gold brands, either UK or stateside, depending on who he's looking to wrestle and their availability or their inclinations to travel. So who would you guys want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle? Gun to your head, you had one pick. What's your ultimate dream match for Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson or American Dragon or Goat Face Killer or whatever the fuck you want to call him. I guess it's Okada, isn't it? I mean, that has to be everybody's answer because he is like the best wrestler at the moment. That's why I say, yeah, that's a no-brainer. We all want to see that match, but another but good answer. Why don't we why don't, throw in 
You what? could also throw an Osprey for that because the Clash of Styles, we've seen Osprey work well when there's a ground guy and his high flag and he's brought it down a little bit. Well, so cool. I think Osprey might be a bigger one too. Let's go promotion by promotion to kind of round out the topic if if that's kind of the direction we're going is then let's stick with Andrew and and cuz you would be the really I mean I've been who would he wrestle in Noah? Marufuji's the one that makes a lot Udo. of sense. M- I mean, Muda be fucking huge. Don't get yeah. me wrong there. Yeah, that's the that only answer. Be With big. all due respect. Yeah. Like, if we if we look for good match, possibly Marufuji. If you just want box office, Muda. All right. Uh, what if he went back and wrestled in Ring of Honor? Is there anybody there for him? Roosh, maybe? <laughs> Jay Lethal, maybe? Or uh, Jonathan Gresham, probably. There That's probably a better fit. MLW, Jacob Fatu, right? Sorry, Jeff. Sam, can I answer? You can. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, I, no, I'm just going to really piggyback off what Andrew said. Lethal is intriguing, but I think Grisham would be the right answer. So you didn't really have Into, anything to add. <laughs> I, I just added it. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. I apologize. I'm not really sorry, but I just wanted to say it. So with, with with MLW though, Chris, that's more your wheelhouse. Do you think Fatu or Hammerstone, or do you just want to pick whoever the hell scene, uh, Selena De Laurenta is managing, so we get to see her on more TV? Yeah, I'm not uh, making that mistake twice. I, I think it has to be. You Fatu. already started yourself bad at this topic. You might as well <laughs> round it out. <laughs> yeah, I think it has to be Fatu. There's some other intriguing matchups on that brand, but yeah, it, it's got to be Fatu. Uh, what about Impact? Chris Bay. It's not going to be box office, but Eddie Edwards would be a good match. If, if you want just legitimately like straight good work rate match, Edwards might be the one to go to for that. How about Moose? I, you know, I've been big on Moose since he kind of turned his whole character around. So I don't think he can do wrong. Like, I'm really looking forward to when he goes against Omega, because I think if our future topic for foreshadowing on who Omega could be facing or will be facing, I should say, doesn't hit it out of the park as much as people think it will, I think Moose is definitely one of the few stateside wrestlers that could easily get Okada-level matches out of Omega again. AEW? For me, it would be Hangman. WWE. <laughs> for me, well, for me, it would be Hangman Page, just because. I mean, I was, I watched AEW last week, and I was really kind of disappointed to see him lose pretty clean to um, to Cage after he'd been undefeated already this year. So, thought that was kind of a waste. My name is going to be basically the same reason why I said Chris Bay in Impact because this is a young guy that has superstar potential. And he could learn so much by sitting under the learning tree of a, a master like Daniel Bryan. Okay, which one are you picking? Darby. Darby Allen. I'm not big oh, on Darby. See, no. you, you thought you thought it was gonna go Jungle Boy, didn't you? No, he thought MJF. I was between no no no. I thought it was gonna be Jungle Boy or the one I'm picking, Sammy Guevara. Sammy's yeah. a good one too. Like that crossed my mind while we were going over this oh, no, topic. No, no, that, that's 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 why I was that's why I was that at vein. which one? Because yeah. yeah, I figured yeah. it was going to be Jungle Boy or Sammy, but Darby makes sense. He's just too fucking reckless. I think Brian would get pissed off at him. How about Dan- <laughs> Daniel Bryan versus Sting? He used to be under the learning tree of a guy like Daniel Bryan. 
Plus, he's, he's another guy who Daniel, tree, though, not just a match. But he's also a guy. Come on, man! You don't think he's gonna learn something by getting in the ring with a, a virtuoso like Daniel Bryan? How could you not learn something? He apparently never has because he's always been the best wrestler in the ring. If you ask him, so TJP's not the best wrestler in the ring. If he was wrestling me, shut the fuck up! Wow. Well, I give a shit what you got to say, you fucking nerd. Is that gonna take one jug and one salad, or even less than that? A jog and a no, salad. <laughs> fair, because he's a cruiserweight. It's going to take about three jogs and a salad and a half. Oh, no, okay, there we go. There we go. And no cheese. Oh, you're no cheese either, huh? How about some uh, kale salad? Kale grilled, salad. Some grilled, yeah, grilled yeah. chicken, grilled chicken strips in there for protein. Yeah, got to get some protein, man, because I got to bulk up a little bit. Yeah. Grilled chicken, then yeah, there we go. That that works. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, well that's nice out of here. TJ poo poo poo. Anyway, uh, we, we I think we ran <laughs> Fake the gas on a Reeves looking motherfucker. We ran the gauntlet there. Any last thoughts on Daniel Bryan? And I mean, we all expect him to basically not leave WWE, right? Correct. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he left. I'd be shocked if they allowed him to leave. Another name though that I, I wanted to throw out there, but. I didn't want to step on topic two is the gentleman that we're talking about. Oh, topic two. All right, here we go. Alberto. the face Andrade and Andrade's where you were going wasn't it Chris and that's how you prime the pump gentlemen roll that stuff roll the Mars just get down there in your three point stance and just go Alberto is that how you do it you got one hand you got one hand on the ground while you're doing that I didn't land the plate at all on that one you did not land that plate three point was the worst R roll Jesus I landed that shit like Denzel Washington in flight like yeah we survived but the plane ain't got no wings no more you landed that like the plane that landed in Con Air that's how you landed that fucking plane Let's Go ahead. Some up, sweet buddy. home Alabama for this plane too. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like Andrade has a the big dots for his future starting to connect. He's going to be taking on Del Rio. He's challenged Kenny Omega. Looks like uh, at, at at Triple Mania we're going to get Omega versus Andrade for that. What is it? The Mega? Belt. It is the mega championship. The mega championship. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday. Is it's interesting because guys like Andrade, obviously guys like Daniel Bryan, they might just be better off not signing these contracts. But then you're really betting on yourself to stay healthy. I would imagine, uh, continuing to work these short stints because it seems like, I mean, you don't really think Andrade is going to be in in Triple A, do you? For a little bit, I could see it. 
Right, but you're you're agreeing that it's going to be a shorter stint. Like you see him doing other things besides just going down there and working specifically for like two years. Although you get outside the WWE and there's more leeway to work elsewhere. So I, we can start with Andrew. I mean, what would you like to see in the meantime? He's got these matches set up. One in the summer. The next one, you know, Triple Mania is not till December. Uh, just real quick, Andrew, I apologize, but I don't think it's inconceivable that he could stay down in AAA for a year or two. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I don't like how flippant you were and dismissive that y'all were of that possibility. I mean, he'll go down there and be God. Who don't want to be God? I mean, but what kind of cachet does tri- uh, AAA really have at the moment? Like, if he's going to stay down in AAA, so we stop saying it like a bunch of pretentious pricks. Um, <laughs> Chris, you keep saying like, it that way. <laughs> yeah, you have to keep saying that. <laughs> but um, what what do we do? Like he, he'll be down there because of quarantine, but that's kind of where this is going. And I I feel like that's what he understands. Is like, you know, that's kind of where the bread was buttered in Mexico. Everybody knows him. He's got he's got enough name recognition and he's got enough goodwill down there so that he could do whatever he wants for a while. But that's not where the big money is. Like, no, nobody really sees Psycho Clown fucking selling anything out. So, I mean, a year, a two, maybe? How long is the quarantine going to last? How long is people going to still be locked down to a degree? So, is it unreasonable for a year or two? No. But is that still that long? Also no. I mean, if a quarterback signs a two-year contract in the NFL, that's a short-term contract. And Andrade is, what, 34? 35-ish? Somewhere around there. So, like, it's not like he's old. It's not like he's on the back nine of his career. He's coming into his prime. So, two years ain't shit. So, you think he's going back to Japan? Which, I mean, let's keep it a buck. That's really where he cut his teeth. Well, not oh, cut yeah. his teeth, but that's well, really where he developed got his the, notoriety. The name yes. for himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where he developed his name in New Japan. It, you think that's where he's going? I think it's either going to be New Japan or AEW whenever things clear up enough. Especially since AEW, Impact, Japan all have kind of some ties together right now. So if you go to one, you can kind of go to all of that. Kind of go to all of them. So I think we're we're all kind of speaking the same language on that one. It's just up to him how fast he wants to do it. And it, these these are good test runs. I guess this is just a good way to see how much buzz he can create and how much his name matters in the grand scheme of things. And then he knows where to build his brand off of. And quite frankly, I might be more excited about the possibility of that match and Jade versus Brian Danielson than anything else that he could do out there. Not named Okada, obviously. I think he can go tear the house out. I, I truly believe that Andrade is one of the, what, 10, 15 best in-ring performers in the entire industry. He looks like a million bucks. He looks like a movie star. And he's not, like, super pretty like uh, Angel Garza, which apparently his new gimmick is shoving roses up people's asses. Jesus Christ. Good luck, kid. <laughs> but he, he he's manly. Like, he's he's got... he's He looks like a grown-ass man, but he's still handsome. You know what I mean? Like, there's money to be made with that. He's and- got that Antonio Banderas <laughs> charm is what you're trying to say. Angel Garza. Here's what we're going to do tonight. You want to be on TV, right? You're going to take that rose, and you're going to stick it up your opponent's ass. Oh, God bless him. (laughs) And you're going to make a joke like, ha, that doesn't smell like roses, now does it? It's a good joke. You should say it. Say it in Spanish. (laughs) Next time. (laughs) It is Spanish. Next time, don't trim the thorns. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, fuck. 
trying to give this poor man a colonoscopy. But how long before somebody gets the good goddamn sense to give one Thea Trinidad a call in regards to getting the band back together? Because that's a main event act right there. That was a Thea Trinidad, a.k.a. Zelina Vega. I know Vega. who you're talking about, but... Yeah, that was a main event act. Aesthetically. Aesthetically. Andrew got beautiful. insulted. He says, he's like, stop explaining. I know who you're yeah. talking about. Like, she's beautiful, but Eva Marie is more competent in the ring. Like, Ain't nobody talking about wrestling, Andrew. Ain't nobody here to about? see you, Otis. <laughs> Only person that'll get that one is Amber. But <laughs> No, I'm saying, though, that was a main event act when they were down in NXT. They were one of the hottest acts in the industry. Why not put that back together and see if you can catch lightning in a bottle once more? Try to recreate the magic. It's kind of like Enzo and Cass. They just go together, like peanut butter and, and carrots. Even though Cass is currently Enzo-less at the moment, and I like how the carrots thing got thrown in there, yep. Like cocaine and waffles, they go together. It's okay. I can but, see uh, that more than the carrots out. and the peanut butter. Shout, shout out to Bobby Brown. He used to fry chicken and cocaine, by the way. But go ahead, Andrew. What did he not do in cocaine? Like, that should be <laughs> his fucking autobiography. Bobby Brown in cocaine. <laughs> what a dumbass i mean how much money do you think he wasted frying chicken like that i mean it didn't do anything after it was fried how do I'm... you know when was the last time you fried andrew did you take chemistry when you're in high school <laughs> sure but he's not necessarily getting rid of it. Could still crystallize it. You never, you don't, you, you don't sprinkle it on the bottom. He could use it like a garnish, like a salt, like any like a paprika, like oregano. Like that could be what he does. Okay, from what, what I'm hearing, it sounds, it sounds, sounds to me. Salt shakers are no, 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 with coke. no, no, no. From frying it in, that means that he used it as batter. You know what? We have to call Bobby Brown right now and find out if he put the cocaine in the batter and, like, you know, mixed it up real nice and then, like, layered it real good, like, slathered it on there. Oh, I or, see what you're saying. Or did he do it like French toast and you just cook the French toast and then yes! you apply the powdered sugar on exactly. top? Exactly! <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it was application after mostly done. <laughs> Which still technically counts as frying it in cocaine. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's funnier to say, is it not? I told you this is yeah. a cooking what show. What would you do? Would you say you fried no, something cooking in cocaine? Network. You'd be like, I sprinkled the cocaine upon my fried chicken. It was indubitably wonderful that's and what, ignominious no. of everyone that oh, came by. That's what Chris was saying. You go, I fried that shit in cocaine. Shut there up, There we touch. go. And he's the pretentious one that understood what I said. And he's still oh, fried in cocaine. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> it bullshit. <laughs> anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh yeah, Taya. Why? Why would we get the band back together than Taya Trinidad thing? Like, she's cute. Keep her away from the ring. Don't rehash the WWE shit. Cause that's just coming back with that old shit. Y'all keep bringing up old shit. Like, let them do their own thing. See if he can fly on his own. See if Taya Trinidad learns how to do more than a fucking Hurricane Rana twice in her life, and then then we talk. Well, excuse the fuck out of me for wanting to put some shit back together that worked. My bad. You know, they tried to do what yes, that was, what, the NWO 75 <laughs> times? You were there for every NWO and DX, you know, iteration redo, weren't you? Because I know you loved the Jam in the Sand one, right? That was and your favorite thing? Times Out of them 65, it worked about 58. 
that doesn't mean you had to try 65 times just to get 58 winners. That's a great percentage. I'll take that percentage any day of the week. Who would? That's your batting average? That's what you're shooting from the three-point line? Yeah, I'm taking that. That's your winning percentage? I'm taking that every day of the week. Who's not? That's your DraftKings percentage? You win uh, 58 out of 65. Is it, is it 58 yeah. out of 65 just two games in today's NBA? So there's like 82 of them. So that might go down. You never know. That's a hot streak. It's fine. <laughs> Get Trinidad on the horn. <laughs> All right, let's let's roll right into topic three here. We've been talking a lot about AEW. Rumor has it Tessa and her and her man are headed to AEW. Andrew, what are you, what are your thoughts here? I think it's hilarious because I'm pretty sure we said this what at the beginning of quarantine when Tessa pulled her stuff that she'll probably end up going to AEW and everybody was up in arms thinking that was crazy because that was at the height of her she's a racist and she's a bully and AEW is supposed to be all inclusive and diverse and we've seen what their posters look like how good their diversity really is and what their inclusivity really seems like so I'm just amused because if that's actually the case then that's just kind of a slap in the face of what they built things off of and if people haven't been able to put those kind of points together already that AEW talked a lot of that good shit early and it was just all fucking smoke and mirrors. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's ironic too, smoke and mirrors, because whose theme song was that? Hey, wow, fucking wow. Shit, he worked us all like a motherfucker. I'll give him credit on that one. <laughs> I mean... Let me say this. I I, I don't I, I still don't fuck with the bitch. Fuck that bitch. Like just point blank period. But at the same point in time, this is what yeah, she says some dumb shit. That's why I say fuck that bitch. But and this is more overarching. It doesn't really have that much to do with Tessa per se, but that's the topic. So this whole cancel culture thing, and I hate saying that because it makes me sound like an old fuddy duddy, but y'all know what I'm talking about. This is the thing. What do you expect these people to do after you cancel them? Like, you just expect them to just curl up and die and live under the freeway or in a van down by the river and not ever be able to make a living in life again? Like, what's supposed to go away? They were canceled. Don't you understand? Just like when you check that box on the email because you cancel your membership, it's over. They're done. Twitter did its job. The armies came out with the pitchforks, and you're over. You're done. Your life is forfeit. Maybe done. that's yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm missing the point here. You're probably <laughs> right, but I mean fatality. And, and before and before somebody <laughs> calls me out, fatality is Tesla <laughs> loses victory. Finisher. Yeah, I got a bone to pick. By the way, with the bandwagon nerds guys, I watched fucking Mortal Kombat. It sucked, and then we didn't even talk about it this last week. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Because they anyway. did a review on it. They oh, shut up, Andrew. Whose side are you on, you Do son Do you of a not read bitch? the website? I thought we were together tonight so. against Highflutin' Christopher Platt. Oh, we kind of are. Both the, my, my next part was oh, going to be... Oh, yeah, we're not, no, no, no. we're not good enough for you, are we? Because my thing was, I guess Greg doesn't read the website either because he reposted the review after I put it up on, like, Thursday or Friday or whatever fuck it was, and he just used a different picture. 
And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, somebody doesn't read the website here. I wonder who it is. I seen it. I got it up twice, though. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> that shit did suck, though, for real. But I mean, so, but before somebody calls me out for my hypocrisy, I mean, everybody's full of shit. We, I, I say that all the time. But well, you, you don't want Hulk Hogan to come back. Well, here's the difference, okay? In 2021, no company, you can't monetize Hulk Hogan. There's no financial value in bringing back Hulk Hogan. You're just fucking with people at that particular point in time. Tessa Blanchard is one of the best in her industry. She's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world and is the best free agent women's wrestler and arguably the best women's wrestler that isn't in WWE right now, quite frankly. You can still make money off of her and monetize her. And if you don't like her when she's there, guess what? Boo her. Again, they used to call that heat back in my day. Boo the bitch. I'm a boo the bitch. I don't fuck with her. But you can't act like that's not a coup. And it, what is it? It, it, you, you get on AEW because you say that they treat their women's division like shit, and now they're allegedly bringing in the best free agent woman in the industry, and now you're mad at that too. Is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one Mike? You can't have it both ways, all right? You just can't. That's not how this works. And she would be a, a, a feather in the cap to AEW. It is what it is. I don't have to like her personally. Fuck her. But you can't act like that's not a big deal. And then you get her husband to boot as well, which I'm a fan of his. I think I like him a little bit better than you guys here on, on the on the podcast. But Fucking Mexican's cardstock. But yeah, continue. The fuck did you just say? Mexican cardstock. He's got no discernible personality. His ring style is, I don't know, generic for the times. Fuck it. Come on. His nickname was El Jefe. Every Spanish person you know in the world with an ego calls themselves El Jefe. It's yeah, not that's cool. like It's that's like, like telling your girl to call you daddy. It's like that. That's what that is. No, that mm-hmm. that's kind of cool, though. If said properly. <laughs> Come, on. Come on now. Come on now. I, it's generally hard for me to understand what they're trying to say if they're talking at all. Ew. <laughs> <sighs> I, I, I apologize. I cannot let you hooligans drag me down with your shenanigans. No. No. We're not but doing it's a that. big deal. And, and you know, professional wrestling, all publicity is good publicity, whether good, bad, or indifferent. It just as long as they're talking about you, that's a good thing. I can't argue with that. Like, you know, it, yeah. No, no new, what, all news is good news kind of thing, or however you want to look at it. So... Yeah, like I said, my my angle was more just the irony, the hypocrisy that AEW was built on and that they really haven't followed through on any of it. And yet people still drink the Kool-Aid like it's the best thing in the world and like they've been true since the beginning. So I'm amused. That's where I'm at. Replace AEW with the wrestling business. Yes, but the wrestling business never made as blatant and obvious promises. They lie to you like, like, oh, but they, they lie to you subliminally. Subliminally. Town, Lose-Lease Town and that Mellon Farmer back in two months. They're at a different town every month. It's okay. It did leave town. He's back now. Got you there. There we go. Dana Brooke was gone for like five and a half minutes. Not Dana Brooke. Um, 
her real name's Dana. What's her name? Sonia Deville. She's going for five and a half minutes. Oh, well, everybody also knew what that was about because she had the whole, you know, creepy stalker break-in thing and she just needed some time. Like, that, that I suppose you could forgive... You know what I mean? And, I mean, how many times have we seen the trope be the whole, uh, leave the company, come back under a mask. Leave the company, come back two months later because you found a loophole somewhere. Or somebody's going to give you another chance or something like that. Or you come in as a GM and then somebody drags you out of retirement or whatever. Yeah, so it's it's something we've seen. That mask shit works, by the way. Daniel Bryan should come back on SmackDown as the American Dragon under a mask. That mask shit works, man. I don't give a damn. That shit gets over with me, man. I find it utterly hilarious every single time. if Daniel Bryan came back as the American Dragon and Reigns was doing, like, an open challenge at some point and made it, like, non-title, but, like, if you can beat me kind of thing, and Daniel Bryan came in, beat him as American Dragon to give him, like, his first pinfall or submission loss on, like, SmackDown in two years or whatever fucking stat WWE Twitter put up. Like, and, you know, this is further down the line when there's actually just, he's too cocky and doesn't think anybody can beat him. Are you okay with that if he stays under the mask or does he have to pull the mask off, like, in big, it was me all along kind of kind of fashion, and then he gets, like, his WrestleMania match or Royal Rumble or wherever we're at in the, the year at that point. By George, I think you just booked the territory. Even though I don't think Roman Reigns should lose for at least two years. But, I but mean, WWE is not going to have the he, discipline to do that. But If you wanted to do that in a Daniel Bryan comeback thing for one big kind of payoff, would him winning a match where it was non-title be okay with you? Or should Roman just be, be okay? There we go. I could smoke a bag of that. But yeah, Tessa, AEW, y'all knew it was an inevitability anyway. She was either going to end up in the E or in the e i guess <laughs> the e or the elite that's where that one goes there you go there you go there you go all right we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back with some more wrestling talk this is pot is war on the chair shot radio network provided to you by the chairshot.com Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I butt chug salt water all the time. Thanks, Andrew, but I'm trying to get into topic four here. New Japan, pro wrestling, a few COVID concerns over the past week, and we have a big main event upcoming. You could almost say they were knocking it out of the park for Wrestling Grand Slam, Osprey versus Okada. You know, you, you a lot of a lot of balls involved here. You know, maybe if they were butt chugging salt water, no one would have come down with cases of COVID though. So you never know. There, maybe that helps. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, though. So they had the wrestling Dentaku shows on the third and the fourth. And we saw Jay White beat Hiroshi Tanahashi for the, the never open weight championship in a really good match. And we saw Shingo beat Will, uh, 
Will Ospreay beat Shingo to retain the World Heavyweight Championship in a fantastic match. Like that, that was probably their best match together because it played off of it, off of all the previous ones, built off of it nicely, and it, it was really well done. The COVID concerns, though, come from the fact that on day one, there was a six-man match between Suzuki-Goon with Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru against Chaos of Okada, Sho, and Yo. And the reason why Yo versus Desperado was pulled was because someone had a fever that morning. And then it was confirmed earlier this morning, this morning being the fifth when we're recording this, that two people... <clears throat> have mild symptoms. Dun, dun, dun! Yes, so it doesn't seem like it's going to be anything that will affect the Wrestle Grand Slam ep- uh, events, if we're going to call them that, because there's one on the 15th, I believe, which is in a baseball stadium, and then the 29th in the Tokyo Dome. So we're we're looking at by the end of the month, everybody should be fine. That's probably when we're going to get the actual junior match, and then we'll go from there. But all in all, the shows weren't bad. I mean, Thicky Ricardo versus Osprey was fantastic. Osprey's new new empire gimmick and his new cocky kind of sort of cock of the walk, but not really. It's it's an interesting kind of take on the the typical cocky heel thing. It works. I'm I'm not mad at it. Like he's really kind of coming to his own. So. Did you catch any of it, Platt, or no? Damn, you didn't even have to bust me out like that, man, because my analysis was going to be pretty, pretty, pretty good. But since you asked me a question and I have to answer it, I have not yet. I am <laughs> going to go back and watch that Osprey Shingo match because I have, I, I, from all, from yeah, from all accounts that I've heard, it's phenomenal, and I don't see how it couldn't be. The, the, those two guys have outstanding chemistry together, and yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to getting an opportunity to go watch it. As far as the COVID outbreaks, I don't really have much to add on that. It's just kind of one of those things. It is what it is, and that's what it's going to be, at least for the foreseeable future. You know, I'm not, glad not they just took the precaution ahead of time, though. Before well, yeah, they they're not for sure. Well, they're not stupid Americans, so there's that. <laughs> So it's true. true. So the funny thing is, everything that they've done with Osprey leading out of that tournament, this is what I wanted for Shingo. Everything they've done, this is what I wanted them to do with Shingo. I felt as if they had an opportunity to elevate this guy and take him to that next level. And everything that I wish they would have done with him. They did it with Osprey. I get it. They've been working with Osprey for some years now. I understand that. But you got to ghetto. You you got to survey the land. Number one, another title flip. Oh boy, yeah. We're we're not going back down that rabbit hole, but y'all, if you know, you know. Ghetto. You got to survey the land, man. Okada, he's not an old man, but he's got the neck of a six hundred and seventy-five year old. I I don't know how much long he's got or at least at that level, at the level that he's competing at right now, I don't know how much long he's got. Tanahashi is basically upper mid-card at this point. You waited two years too long to pull the trigger with Naito and the title ring, which it's not all his fault. I mean, there was a goddamn global pandemic, for Christ's sake, while he was champion. So it's not all his fault. But I think for whatever reasons, 
for all intents and purposes, can we all agree that the Naito title run was a failure? Can we all agree to that? Yes? It wasn't all his fault, but it didn't work. It was lackluster, and I think that was because they, they were the only company that really just stopped for four months or whatever the hell it was. So the lack of visibility, the lack of action, the lack of defenses, yeah, that hurt. I wouldn't call it a failure in the grand scheme of things because you're right. It wasn't all his fault. There was a pandemic, shit happens type thing. But it, it definitely didn't spark the company back up, and it didn't really do anybody any favors. I'll give you that one. Do either of you think Okada and, oh, wins here? No. Well, I, shit, I don't know how Ghetto keeps hot-shotting these goddamn belts. I really don't know, but also... The Never title I, usually gets hot-shotted. That has a tendency, that has a track history. There was a whole, like, five or six championship matches in a row where people didn't get past Defense 1. It was the V0 belt for a long time. It's the Never. Like, that's why Shingo made such a big splash when he had the Never, because he defended it, like, four times, and he was the first person to ever defend the fucking thing four times in, like, one title reign. Yes, because New Japan hasn't had 56 people hold the world title in the past 24 months. Okay, cool. Moving right along. Y'all know how I feel about this, man. (laughs) Y'all know... Come on, man. That's a lot for New Japan. Come on, don't don't try to play it me. It is, like, but it's also not unprecedented. We can go back to things, but it's not unprecedented. It's just after a two-year run with Okada, everything is going to look fucking quick. Jay White, Naito, Abushi, Evil, Osprey. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, that is four. But it's, it's whatever. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> Y'all know I love me some Abushi, but we can all agree that his title reign was flat as well. So you've got to start to elevate some homegrown talent. And by homegrown talent, I mean non-gaijin, somebody that the people can relate to. Why not, Shingo? Why not? You want? Do you want the actual answer or do you want the IWC answer? I don't give a fuck what the IWC says, man. I'm asking for me because I love the, the man's answer? work. You the will be respectful answer? in the presence of their war chief, asshole. <laughs> I will not, you son of a bitch. Y'all been shitting on me this whole goddamn episode calling me bougie and shit. Fuck out of here. You've been bougie. <laughs> you started <laughs> with like... They got holes in them right now. Oh my goodness, these garlic truffle fries are the best, Andro. <laughs> I'm going to bring the Cadillac around everybody has. <laughs> Kriba, grab the We're car. Going to the Mercedes. <laughs> and I know we have tons of money, but only give him a five dollar bill. He's a Cretan. Yes. yes. <laughs> what what is the usual tipping percentage? Ten percent? Let's let's just do fifteen to make it seem like we're hip with the times. It's okay. <laughs> and anyway. Uh the actual answer. Shingo was the ace essentially of Dragon Gate for fifteen years. He is not. Ah, okay. So, like. And bred and born. Okay. So, So, yeah. So, like, when all the WCW guys came over to WWE and they initially buried him before they built him back up. It, yes. New Japan has a big tendency to not push guys that aren't dojo boys or hot gaijins. It's, It's one or the other. Like, if you're not New Japan through and through, you may never actually get a title run. There's a few exceptions to the rule, of course, but that's probably why Shingo is right there, but they're kind of keeping it away because he's still 
a guy that was in Dragon Gate for 15 years. I mean, I don't know if I would call Osprey a hot guy, Jen. I mean, he's not a bad-looking guy, but, you know, when I think hot, Osprey's not exactly the first name that comes to mind, you know? Oh, well, after he put on a little more weight, he does he does look a little better. He looks a little manlier. He's, he's on that uh, Andrade side of the game where he doesn't look like a skinny little boy doing backflips anymore, so that helps. No, that's Tunney's boy, Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Fucking Gumby with the British accent over there. Gumby. Fucking Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like fucking uh, DP. I love this one. He looks like fucking Frank Grimes from that Simpsons episode. <laughs> hey, Grimey, get over here. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Osprey's been true to the company. Okada's the one that brought Osprey in. So there's Osprey's got a lot of cachet with the company. So he, and that's the same thing with like Jay, because. Jay was from the dojo. Even though he's from New Zealand, he's still a dojo boy. So they're going to always get a little more love than people that have jumped ship from a different company and made good money or made their name or something like that. That's also why you don't really see Ishii getting pushed as hard as people thought he deserved because he's from outside the territory, so to speak. But I'm just saying, man, and I don't think Okada even wants the belt back at this particular point in time. And physically, I don't know if he could hold up. But I'm saying they're throwing a lot of get, uh, shit against the wall in New Japan right now. Nothing's really sticking. And since they, since Ghetto is convinced that he wants to copy all the Western wrestling tropes that fuck this shit up over here, well, what do they do over here in the West? Hey, shit's not working. What are we going to do? Oh, we're going to put the title back on Triple H, or we're going to put the title back on Lawler. We're going to put the title back on Flair. You know, we're going to go back to the well to shit that previously worked because... We don't know what the fuck else to do, and nothing else is working. So I, I, I'm not saying there's going to be a title change, but I, I don't think you could be so flippant as to say that it's not even a possibility. I'm, I'll put it here. I'll say it right now, since we're at the beginning of the month, unless something really changes, I am 95% sure Osprey's winning this match. Or if not winning, retaining, if they do a shenanigans kind of thing. Because Osprey lost his match against Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Empire's been building steam. Empire's been getting some big wins. They've been going after Big Fish with Okan going after Naito. Cobb's got his little thing he's trying to start against Ibushi. And we're, we're seeing them really building up and firing up nicely. Osprey needs to get his win back. And if Osprey gets his win back, that takes us through Dominion and possibly to the G1. I don't know. Are, do we know officially? Is the, Are the Olympics on... Or no, or they are? Okay. So G1 might be delayed to the fall again. So it'll at least take us through Dominion and stuff like that. So we're getting there. And Osprey going from now, basically, to Wrestle Kingdom next year, that seems, seems logical. Seems like the right way to go. Give him a nice eight-month reign and then have maybe Jay come up to beat him because Jay is playing anti-hero very well. Because in his promo after he won the Never, he laid down, he like started his promo, laid back down like he was exhausted, and the fans clapped for him to kind of speak to them. And he condescendingly told them, you know, shut up, it's, it, you know, you clapping for me is a bigger insult than having to wrestle Tanahashi or whatever the fuck it was. So like he's, he's playing it nicely, but I think they may be turning Jay babyface soon, or at least like Naito, like anti hero to kind of come in and people went from hating him to loving him because 
Jay is probably the best thing New Japan's got going right now, and Osprey is definitely up there as well. So I'd be there for a program between those two. I'll never understand, other than the fact that he's an obvious WWE homer, but I will never understand our brother Ray Cash's insistence upon Jay White going to WWE. He's exactly where he needs to be. Like, what about WWE in the last five years, hell, the last ten years, leads you to believe that if they brought Jay White in, they would do it right with him. They would do right by White. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a loaded statement right there that I'm going to yeah, just avoid at the moment. Yeah, just sidestep that yeah, one. Side it was, it was funny, now. but yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, good. It was good, but yeah. sidestep. I mean, I don't know. Like, Jay White does fit the mold for WWE. He fits He fits the old Triple H mold where he's cerebral. He's a good talker. He's got a real good handle on what he's good at in the ring. He can make good comebacks. He can be sympathetic even though you kind of hate him. He makes a lot of sense. He's the old school kind of heel where all he does is tell you the truth and he doesn't give you like these big, like insipid, moronic moments of like, I won't ever lose or I won't ever do that. That was part of the that was the best part to some of his promos is that he picked apart Tanahashi and picked apart Ibushi's whole never give up, never give in. I'll never betray you. I'm I'm here for life. I'm I'm your hero. And he just kind of pointed at going. They lost. That's like giving up. Like, where are they now? That they, they, obviously they betrayed you. You know, they did, oh, he points out like how they're just full of shit, kind of like you like to do when it comes to most people in the IWC. And he's really doing well with this speaking the truth, spoiler style of heel. And I think that's gonna baby face him one way or the other soon. Yeah, he'd go in there the first day. Vince would look at him, shake his hand. Look him up and down. Goddamn, pal. Never seen a tanning bed? You're from New Zealand. That's like Australia, right? Hunt crocodiles. I'm going to get you a hat. He'd be like Jay Pink, the friendly ghost, or some goofy shit like that. We're going to get you a hat like Skinner. You're going to be Skinner's cousin. But you're thinner. That's your name. (laughs) Thinner Skinner. Why do I got to be (laughs) Mr. Why do I got to be Mr. Pink? Actually, All right. if he was Mr. Bob. Pink, that could be a good Reservoir Dogs kind of thing, too. That's, right there. Was where, That's yeah, what Tuddy I, was saying. Oh that was the God. joke. Fuck, you stepped I, on yeah. We're Not going everybody to... watches that. Sheesh. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Topic number five. Oh, yeah. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. No, you can't really butt chug blue cheese. You know, the alliteration's nice, but it don't work. All right. You learn something new every day, apparently. And? Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Don't you have a topic you should be introducing? Don't make... I'll do it all over again. I butt chug salt water all the time. No, you can't really butt chug blue cheese. You know, the alliteration's nice, but it don't work. Hate it. Go ahead, don't Chris. Don't stick blue cheese up your ass, boys and girls. Please and thank you. <laughs> I said not to. We might have a new title. That's in the clip. <laughs> don't stick blue cheese up. Don't stick blue cheese up your ass. 
Man, we're just providing public service announcements today. That's great. Don't stick blue cheese up yeah. your ass. Prime the pump. Don't stick blue cheese up your ass and get and get what? Interesting when frying chicken with cocaine? Frying chicken with How cocaine. All right. Annie has come out with some wrestling biographies, and they're in the midst of their series right mm-hmm. now. They started with Stone Cold. They did Piper. This latest edition is Macho Man. Booker T is next week. I think that might be the best one. That might be the person that I have never really watched that length of a documentary on. Or, or, or I know the story, but maybe not the ins and outs of it. But we're talking about Macho Man this week. And Chris, this is kind of your pet peeve topic here. You were a little bit annoyed with what they did. So why don't you go ahead and, and take the reins? So first and foremost, the biggest revelation that I heard on the documentary and frankly, the best revelation was that the guy that Macho Man went to get his gear from used to dress all the pimps in the Tampa area. And the Macho's gear was based on some pimp shit, which after he said it, you can totally see it, right? Like you could totally see that. Really? You did? I, I swear to God, I really did, man. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. Pimping ain't easy, yeah. These bitches better have my money, yeah. Dig it! Okay. Nothing? Eh. Really? This was all right. Oh, a macho man up. gonna like have to slap a bitch? Uh... Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth is his bottom bitch. Ooh, yeah. Dig it. I think behind the scenes it was the opposite, though. Like, I think, like, I don't think anybody knew this, but Liz is actually the one who she was. She was Macho Man's pimp. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if that was? She invented pegging. Is that what you're trying to get at? <laughs> I just meant more so that she was the one. It would be funny if, like, because it was opposite. It would be ironic. Yeah. yeah. And just then you just went. And then you just. Well, Andrew killed it. You're right, I did. Yeah. And now can we dead. stay on topic for once? Yeah, it, it, now it's oh, dead. yeah, that's, that's the right. whole premise of this show, is to stay on topic. I mean, yeah, okay, you win. Woo! Now I'm done. What are you... I was about to say, what, are you chalking up your win? And, and I think he did. I think that was his tally yeah. book right there. <laughs> so... Okay, so I, I had a lot of issues with this documentary. First off, I, I've had a lot of issues with this whole series. I, I thought the Austin one was pretty good. The only real revelation was the fact that he was a shitty father. Hell, I didn't even know he had kids. I guess that's kind of the point of what he was trying to say. The Piper one was kind of cringe, especially at the beginning. Number one, you got Vince out here making that call, or Roddy is calling him from hell. That was weird. And then that whole weird shit where they were talking to Piper's kids, and the one kid, the the boy kid, was talking about, you know, he used to get beat up because he was the only non-Indian, and they hated white people at the time. What the fuck are you talking about? And then the daughter talking about Piper drove her to Skid Row, and he saw some lady get stabbed, but he didn't snitch. and Shit was just weird. But this one, number one, you got a lot of people in here that didn't have anything to do with Macho Man. Like, wh- why is Rosenberg on here? Why is Dan Soda on here, other than the fact that he does probably the best Macho Man impersonation anywhere? Other than that, well, I mean, I don't feel like they, they didn't come off across bad, but I don't feel like they added anything. They were just, hell, they could have had us for that, for what they provided, you know? 
I mean, our truth had that one moment about the pimp stuff, and then he wasn't there for the rest of the thing. Kurt Hawkins had his whole moment or whatever the fuck it was about his baseball career. And it's just like, I collect action figures. And it was done. Like, I don't even know why half of them were there. Very Hogan centric. Which if you fake Hogan too, though. Is there another kind of Hogan? What the fuck are you talking about? He at least tried. No, no. He tried to come off genuine on the Andre documentary. You saw that he was trying. This Word. was like he just stopped caring. Word. I said tried. I didn't say I believed it. I said Word. he tried. We've seen him act. You remember Three Ninjas at like High Noon at Mega Mountain? He can't act. That line from Macho Song is correct. That's why his movies go straight to DVD. <laughs> and but but this is my big pet peeve with this documentary. I don't know how it came across to you guys. To me, it seemed like a ratchet job. It seemed like a complete and utter hit piece on Macho Man Randy Savage, which is some bitch shit because it's not as if this guy is here to defend himself. And, I mean, they kind of went there with the Piper documentary, but not really. They sure shit didn't go there with the Steve Austin documentary, not not at all. And there was shit that you could have brought up with both of those guys. Like, if you were going to – if that was the tone and tenor and what we were going to do – you could have went there, but you did. What? But spe- you do it here with what, him. What specifically bothered you so much about Macho, the Macho episode? I mean, they they I, they painted him kind of like a shitty person. Like number one, the the, the whole gorgeous they, George thing so. about him taking ecstasy and spying on her and her seventeen-year-old daughter. He's been yeah, paranoid, but, but, though. But, but that's no, all. No, no, let that me, all, let that me all finish. You can't ask me a question and then not let me finish. That'll happen. Okay, continue then. Yeah, can I finish my answer to your question that you gave is me? Is you done or is you finished? I'm neither. <laughs> no, I can't. Go, go. And they, I, I mean, there was a faint insinuation that there was something going on with Gorgeous George's 17 year old sister as well. They played up heavily the steroid abuse, which all these melon farmers were taking steroids, but it just came across very heavy-handed. They talked about the drug use. They talked about... We all knew the stories about him and Elizabeth, but it just it seemed very heavy-handed. It seemed like a ratchet piece. Like Most of these things have been puff pieces when it comes to WWE, unless they're trying to bury somebody, i.e. the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. This kind of fell in that vein for me. I think I, I, I get where you're going because after you said your piece when we were talking about topics in the in the the uh, text exchange, there's a there was a big tonal shift, and it went from kind of a, a fluff piece early, and then it it shifted to even like Jake was asked about the whole did he take steroids and he's like never in front of me did everybody at the time yes but like I'm not gonna condemn him when I didn't see it. And then they shout out to Jake for that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, he, I agree. That's that's my point. He was keeping it real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't lie, but he wasn't out here like fuck macho, which I felt like I, I really felt. My, I'm gonna let you finish, man. I apologize, but I just felt like that was the tone of this, man. It was a hit piece for guys. So it was at that point that it pivoted, and it went from oh Jake said no, but boom, because they did the same thing to Hogan, where 
Hogan brought up the stupid thing about WrestleMania three, where he's just like, I don't think they, they tried to upstage me and Andre. And then Ricky Steamboat's like, no, we tried to uh, do, uh, do you. He's like, I don't think they tried to st-. No, that's why we did this for. And then like, it was kind of neat to see him go through like the 160 steps, but then it slowly that, got darker. It slowly even, got darker. Yeah, even that, even talking about that, how they laid out every single movement in that match. It made it sound like the dude was a fucking night psycho. Okay, you know what everybody I mean? said that he did a lot of the legal pad stuff. I think even Bret Hart said that before. So I like the meticulous aspect that he used to go to to lay out a match. But I think it was basically painting him as just mentally unstable. Because they were trying to make it seem like he actually beat Liz when they're just telling him, you know, making it seem like, where did the savage character start and where did it end? Like, th- there was a lot of insinuation about how, oh, when he looked at her and told her something and she got scared, how much of that was acting and how much of that was stuff that happened in their relationship. And then Gorgeous George coming out with the paranoia and the, the spy cams, essentially, and all this other shit. I get it. I mean, it's they they tried to end it on a nice mark, which again shifted tones too quick and was really awkward. But uh, I can't say it was a ratchet job completely or hatchet job, whatever you want to say, because most of the paranoid, fucking overprotective psycho shit we knew about Macho Man. They just definitely didn't lay it out kind of the same way, and it's the it's the approach and the way that they basically pieced it together and edited it that made it seem a little a little more mean-spirited i suppose so heavy-handed as you said works as well so i get exactly what you're saying i just didn't like the fact that it hopped tones from oh let's talk about him laying out a match and let's talk about the fluffy stuff about in the beginning and he baseball and everybody loved him and this a thing and it's like and then he's a psycho who beat me and you know did all this other stuff possibly had sex with my sister yada 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 and then they'd shift tones to go to the sun and be like oh he was my buddy and we went to toys r us and he bought me toys and he signed this thing and then you go back to the fucking like shadowed over sister about how i don't know what was up with him i can't speak for that but it's like what the fuck? Like, the fucking documentary was almost as bipolar as they tried to make Randy out to see him. That, that shit, too, with the sister. Like, what the fuck? Bitch, you owe the Gambino some money or something? Oh, like, what oh the yeah, fuck that, you that confused like, the shit out of me. Due to the personal nature of the content, she just didn't want to be have her face filmed for the thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> but, 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 Sonny, go ahead and get in here, man, because you, you clearly disagree with me. I just didn't. Uh, receive that uh, watching it as you guys did i mean maybe it's just because like i've said this before with all of these things like and i even message it on the on the you know uh text string that we do for you know producing this show is i i knew all this stuff already i knew that i knew him and elizabeth i knew i knew where they were going to go with it i have a good friend double s who's been on dwi uh gone to wrestling shows around here with me and he's a huge macho fan and he was getting pissed off at hearing all the things that were about to be done on the show. And then he watched it and he messaged me and he goes, I didn't think it was, I didn't think they hung him out to dry too much. You know, um, if you don't like the way he was painted in, I mean, tell me what about any of that is questionable that they said, like, as far as like truth wise goes. It's not the lack of facts. It's how you paint it out. The man's not alive to defend himself, especially if you do a fluff piece on Austin and then you bury Macho just because he's dead. Like the only three people that really watched out for him were Jake, 
gorgeous George to a degree, because even she had that part where she said, even though the bad was really bad, the good was really good, and I don't want to throw him under the bus. I think she said something like that. And Lanny, because Lanny had his whole moment where he's just like, he says his piece, and the guy tries to come back at him like, oh, this, and goes, I said what I said. And it's just like, those are the only ones that were actually giving a shit about Macho Man. And like, I respect... Like, I feel bad for George, because I think even you've talked about, like, a story you have about George, and I didn't know it was that bad for her, but she still didn't go out of her way to bury him just to put herself over 20 years after the fact. So, it's fucked up when the documentary that itself decides to condemn him as a psychopath, essentially, and the only people in there really protecting him don't owe shit to him, really, aside from Lanny being his blood, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I've got some interesting, a very interesting secondhand stories in regards to Gorgeous George, but I'm not about to go there. That's not, I'm just not going to go there, man. That's not fair to her. She's never done anything to me, so I'm not going to go there. But yeah, we're saying the same thing, man. And that was my whole point. Like you, you put this fluff piece out about Austin. You basically, I, I don't know what the fuck that shit was with Piper last week. <laughs> But both of those guys, if you were going to go there, if that's what we were doing here, if you wanted to go there, there's certainly shit about Austin that they didn't even touch. There's certainly shit about Piper that they kind of touched but kind of skated over it. But, yeah, this one, it just, yeah, I I just felt like it was a hatchet job. And now I'm wondering because they're doing one with Ultimate Warrior, too. It ain't a whole lot of nice things you could say about that motherfucker anyway. So what That's the gonna fuck be is fluffy. that shit going to be about? That's going to be fluffy, and you know why? Because these are WWE-based documentaries, and they've got a re- an award named after Ultimate Warrior. So unless they decide to rename it over the course of the next year, that's going to be a fluff piece. Just watch. It kind of goes with the whole, like, connect the dots of the, of this podcast, this, this episode of this podcast right now, because you talk about it's funny you had the New Japan conversation before where people that like outside the territory are lifers in and considered lifers other places that come to New Japan aren't going to get put over, right? And and while well, you guys are having that conversation, I just thought about Sting going to WWE when we were back on that topic. And now that obviously Annie is not going to do WWE-centric biographies without WWE's help. It it just wouldn't it would it would seem different it wouldn't seem you wouldn't be able to accept it because you would you would as much as you hate the slant now you would hate it more from people outside of wwe right you want people that were inside the story at the time so you're absolutely right i mean let's go down the line i mean booker t is probably going to be more what he wants to be in there because there's a whole bunch of stuff to talk about there but it's already pretty much been talked about and like you said, Austin's still laying golden eggs, right? Vince and Roddy mm-hmm. never really got along to the extent that they could have because Vince never sat there, even though he knew that Roddy would make a good champion, wasn't going to make him champion because Hogan didn't want him to be. You know, uh, Vince and Macho never really got along. So maybe this is something we keep an eye on moving forward. Like, are they treated according to how they're seen by WWE and accepted along those lines? And what the fuck is Bubba the Love Spuds doing there? You I let Hulk Hogan the fuck your thing. wife. 
Fuck you. Get your fat ass off my goddamn TV screen. I don't give a fuck what you got to say. You old bootleg, fake ass, Don Imus, Howard Stern, wannabe motherfucker with your old fleshy, doughy ass body. Bitch, your body look like a, a pile of biscuits once you finally figure out how to pop them motherfuckers. <laughs> Straight out the Pillsbury tin? That's <laughs> Like you know how you you, you try to peel oh, no, it, and get exactly the pop, and then you just got to slam that bitch up against the cabinet <laughs> or the countertop to get that shit to pop. You're just waiting for it to go. It just be? You're just waiting for. It. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's the Pillsbury sponge. Fuck out of here. Why do I yeah. care about that you have to say about anything, let alone the macho man? I mean, I kind of felt that way about Honky Tonk, but at least he was a wrestler and had a little bit of experience with things. So, like, I could I could pass that. But and yeah. I get the Hogan stuff too, to a degree, because I mean, they're you know they're, yeah. they're like and Pippin, they're linked. You know what I mean? They're forever going to be linked. But I felt like that was too much as well. It was nah, just yeah, Hogan, no, and you know Hogan's been telling this same story for years. Oh, we made it up before he died, brother. Well, how the fuck we know? I'm going to go get me a goddamn Ouija board and try to conjure up Macho Man to oh see what he really goodness. thinks. Oh, go get Why don't do that? Brother. Brother, brother. Oh, yeah. And, and Jerry Lawler, I'm just going to chalk it up to CTE. What the fuck were you talking about? Hey, we just turned on TV and there's Macho Man. No, you're talking about Lex Luger, dude. <laughs> hmm? Speaking of young pussy... Or, or motherfucker, young pussy. What the fuck? No, I think he was talking about the local television stuff when they, well, ICW probably had local TV in Memphis area. Whatever. No, 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 no. no. Maybe, what maybe are we you don't talking recall. about? Where are we at? I'm talking about when Macho left WWE for WCW because Vince wanted to put him to pasture and he still wants to wrestle. Oh, it was and, on Saturday night. They showed the the Mean uh, Gene thing. Oh, that's not what he was talking about. He was talking about when Lex Luger debuted on Monday Nitro. That's what he was talking about. They showed the macho Saturday night, but those stories were conflicted. And I'll just chalk it up to CTE. No, he was talking that's, about... No, he was talking no, he about, wasn't talking about no goddamn Saturday night. Come Chris, on, man. How did y'all watch that shit and see, think that's what the fuck he was talking about? They were At all. Seriously. Chris... They were having a meeting about who was going to do commentary for Raw, and he turned to Jerry then and said, King, you do commentary with me? Because Macho was gone. How could y'all possibly watch that shit and think that he didn't conflate the Luger story with the Macho story? They didn't just turn to... Why nobody watching no WCW Saturday night? You say that, but then everybody used to always bring up the fact that there was like people that had Nitro on in the background and all that and stuff. And there's probably there's still it. people that watch AEW now and Go crap back like and that. Watch it, Go back and watch it. And tell me he's not conflating stories. Now, it might just All be- right. I will have to go dig back into fucking 1994 fucking Saturday night. Where are we at here? Oh, go back to the goddamn Macho Man documentary. Listen, oh, I apologize. Okay, okay, okay. We did not see the cross that you brought with you to die on here, okay? We apologize. Yeah, get off the cross. We need the wood. 
I, no, I get not not pissed off with y'all specifically, but just no, the character motherfuckers. Because every time I say some shit, y'all motherfuckers act like I got like okay. horns coming out my goddamn yeah. ear. Okay, shut up. I've agreed with you, you on like ninety eight percent of this, motherfuckers. So let's let's be straight here. You this is the fucking first time I think I've agreed with you as much on a topic in a while. You I just didn't quite. I didn't take the Lawler thing as the same way as you did. You don't uh, see the horns when you look English. in the mirror. I see them. Fuck you. See that? You see it? That's kind of like a horn. There we go. There you go. Is that better? <laughs> oh, shit. Elaine. Ah. Yeah, I changed the station. Anyway, so next week you said is Booker T. I stole T, your right? Jesus fish, too. Next week's is Booker T for the documentaries, right? See, si, see, si, senor. So I, I like Tony's idea. We should see if the, the slant is the way that WWE wants us to perceive the history or the character and then go from there because that actually makes viewing him a little more entertaining. Honestly. And I mean, you're going to get that with any documentary. Obviously, every documentary, there's going to be if that's not what the documentary or whatever the fuck you call them intended for. There's going to be it's just going to turn out like that. It just is what it is. So we'll see. But I'm looking forward to that warrior one because if they did this with Macho, I don't know how the fuck you going to sidestep all that shit Warrior was talking about. We'll see. No, no. He was a saint. He wasn't racist. Never did steroids. We're really into athletics, though, and working out. It's fine. He was just really animated. Cocaine's great. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Shout yeah. out to Bobby Brown. Hey, hey. you can fucking fry Fist chicken in it. Doesn't do nothing well, for you. Well, you waste well, all well, your well, fucking money. Know where they can find you. Uh, Besides in uh, Clifton, New Jersey, trying to uh, cop you uh, a half an ounce to make your chicken this weekend. Allegedly. Hey, while I'm in Clifton, though, I think I'll go to whatever we were talking about during the pregame uh, meeting or whatever you want to call it, Zinburger or whatever, because apparently they have the best Best uh, fries in Jersey. I have to go there. Maybe if I score that half ounce, I won't get stabbed up there because North Jersey's iffy, man. But I anyway, I'm not uh, you might get stabbed because you got the half an ounce. But shout out to Zimburger. I, I, I can't vouch for their fries, but the burgers are tremendous. They don't fry them in cocaine, unfortunately. But I they don't still... know that. I think you're. Mi- no, I, I, I think I, you're. Had I think you've you're never mixing... had the Clifton ones. I think you're mixing your measurements up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go to Clifton and see I if am. I get some cocaine measurements on that one right there. Like, hey, can I just sprinkle some coke on my fries? That makes it better? Yeah. No, he was talking about me. Yeah, I, I should have said, said Nate Ball. My bad. I apologize. I'm not up on my cocaine lingo and terminology. Up. Bad. I'm gateway in prohibition and the occasional Viking. My bad. Go ahead, Drew. <laughs> anyway, IWC War Chief Vitamin on v. Twitter. Let- let, 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 let's uh, I guess let, let's not document all the things we can get arrested for because I don't know if the statute limitations on uh, that kind of recreational use of things is. So uh, if, it's had a prescription for Vicodin, except for when I did. Go ahead, Andrew. That's good. I feel the same way with weed too. Always when I didn't though. Oh wait, I mean uh, anyway. Uh, Thechairshot.com. I'll be doing uh, cover a lot of Japanese stuff. I just figured I just finished covering Wrestle Dantaku. I'll probably be covering uh, Impact Under Siege because that's a Saturday and AJ is going to be out for that one. 
but he still does the Thursday impacts now that they moved to Thursday and fucking stupid moving their schedule. But yeah, so I'll, I'll find other things to cover too, but at least wrestle, uh, at least new Japan has kind of hopefully started turning the corner. Cause there's some good matches and I covered pro wrestling. Noah's KG Muto defense show from the 29th of April. That was a good show. There was some good shit that happened there. So Noah's still going strong and there's still a, you know, at least keeping me interested in the Japanese scene where New Japan may fail if they go too Western. Chris, what you up to? Shout out to Pro Wrestling Noah. Keep building that arc, gentlemen. You'll get it together eventually. Uh, you all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt, but more importantly than that, I say it day in and day out, week in and week, week out, but it bears repeating. If you appreciate the content that we provide here at thechairshot.com, the best way to make sure we keep providing the content that you love so much here at thechairshot.com is by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt. We literally have something for everybody. You hate Baron Corbin? Guess what? Baron Corbin sucks at the pro wrestling tees forward slash the chair shot.com. You love tag team wrestling? You wish it would come back? Hey, save tag team wrestling. We also have that shirt. You hate Meltzer, you hate Keller, you hate whomever. Hashtag journalism. Wear it out loudly, proudly. And ironically, hell, it also applies for CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and anybody else that's feeding us this dreck that they call journalism, right? All these shirts can be picked up by simply clicking your browser or your phone or your keyboard or your laptop or if you still have a desktop to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt. Not only will you have a cool ass t-shirt to rock amongst your friends, a conversation piece, you might even fuck around and get some buns off of it because she'll look at the shirt and say, cool shirt. And now you can start talking about the shirt and it goes from there. You're also supporting the movement for your favorite website with news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude because you are smarter than the average fan. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Remember the chairshot.com. We're not just a website, we're a movement, folks. Mr. Commissioner, what you got going on, man? You got a little bit of nothing and a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of stuck in all those boats. You can follow me at PC Tunny. Uh, please continue to listen to everything on the Chairshot Radio Network. You know you can head over to the chairshot.com. Paulie, it said like this the chairshot.com. We got sports entertainment and sports entertainment always use your head you heard the man always use your head and gentlemen to bring it full circle always use your head to give her head before you stick your head in just trust me on that for the commissioner pc tiny for andrew snowflake balls but last keep that I was going to say cottage cheese. Keep that blue cheese out your asshole, man, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. You know, the alliteration's Platt. nice, but it don't work. <laughs> I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Pod is War. We'll see you back here next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, shalom. Hit it, Carly.
you can't really butt chug blue cheese. You know, the alliteration's nice, but it don't work. 